Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is self-care. When will we become lovable? When will we feel safe? When will we get all the protection, nurturing, and love we so richly deserve? We will get it when we begin giving it to ourselves. Uh, topic of self-care. It reminds me of... Uh, um, act your way into a better way of thinking. A couple things here, you know, once, you know, put my needs first, whether it's eating, sleeping, it's like, you know, uh, planning my time, uh, holding my boundaries. That is like a definition of self-care. And the other thing about, you know, I was thinking about maladaptive coping mechanisms. And I remember kind of criticizing myself and a really good fellow in the program said, uh, now, that's just what you did to keep yourself safe at a certain point. Back to the reading. The idea of giving ourselves what we want and need can be confusing, especially if we have spent many years not knowing that it's okay to take care of ourselves. Taking our energy and focus off others and their responsibilities and placing that energy on to our responsibilities and ourselves is a recovery behavior that can be required. We can learn it by daily practice. I think that's the thing is there's really a one day at a time thing. And while there's a notion of like, oh, today was a good day. And, you know, it's, it's just daily practice and doesn't. And if today's a bad day, then tomorrow is just another day. And I, I find that late at night. Oftentimes I'm like, I didn't get enough done and blah, blah, blah. And I can wake up in the morning. Um, yeah, like even, you know, give me seven hours of sleep with, with a much better attitude and probably a better time to make decisions rather than when I'm in anger. Back to the reading. We begin by relaxing, by breathing deeply and letting go of our fears enough to feel peaceful as we can. Breathing deeply. I was reading something about uh, a further exhale. Uh, then we ask ourselves, what do I need to take care of myself today or for that moment? What do I need and want to do? What would demonstrate love and self-responsibility? Well, these are great questions that, you know, if you're raised growing up. Um, but, it's, but what I'm saying is it's just more of retraining. I think, you know, it took me 12 weeks of intensive training to learn a job skill. And I think that's really a, you know, I'm sure I could get better at this if I had spent 12 weeks. Not that this is always a self-improvement, more self-acceptance, but whatever. Am I caught up in the belief that others are responsible for making me happy, responsible for me? Then the first thing I need to do is correct my belief system. I am responsible for myself, do, like the victim part in the, you know, the drama triangle. Do I feel anxious and concerned about a responsibility I've been neglecting? Then perhaps I need to let go of my fears and tend to that responsibility. Do I feel overwhelmed, out of control? Maybe I need to journey back to the first of the 12 steps. Have I been working too hard? Maybe what I need to do is take some time off and do something fun. Yeah, I remember one time, uh, you know, I was feeling burned out and I, uh, man, I get all these suggestions like, and a lot of times I had like a case of what they would refer to as the uh, fuckets. And, you know, I remember her saying, it's usually self-care self or play, which I guess is a form of self-care. Have I been neglecting my work on daily tasks? Then maybe what I need to do is get back to my routine. There's no recipe, no formula, no guidebook for self-care. We each have a guide, and that guide is within us. We need to ask the question, what do I need to do to take loving, responsible care of myself? Then we need to listen to the answer. 
Self-care is not that difficult. The most challenging part is trusting the answer and having the courage to follow through once we hear it. That's what I admire about Julie Cameron. Um, you know, she says, I get as many messages, you know, from the universe and, and God as anyone else. I just act on them. And for me, oftentimes that has more to do with like my vision. Today, I will focus on taking care of myself. I will trust myself and my higher power to guide me in this process. The next reading also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, Ooh, responsibility for family members. I can still remember my mother clutching her heart, threatening to have a heart attack and die, and blaming it on me, anonymous. For some of us, the idea that we were responsible for other people's feelings had its roots in childhood and was established by members of her nuclear family. Yes. Uh, not just nuclear family, but in my case, like uh, just a enabling dysfunctional grandmother and you know who probably had you know negative love patterns and you know just function who who definitely meant well i think so much as we may have been told that we made her mother or father miserable leading directly to the idea that we were also responsible for making them happy the idea that we are responsible for our parents happiness or misery can instill exaggerated feelings of power and guilt in us you know i did something called the hoffman process and i think this was such an intensive inroads, um, and I've done a lot of other things, but that one was really great. We do not have this kind of power over our parents, over their feelings, or over the course of their lives. We do not have to allow them to have this kind of power over us, yeah, especially when coming into my own. Our parents did the best they could, and grandparents, I guess, but we still do not have to accept one belief from them that is not a healthy belief. And that's the inventory, separating healthy and unhealthy beliefs. They may be our parents, but they're not always right. They may be our parents, but their beliefs and behaviors are not always healthy and in our best interest. What's healthy for you may not be healthy for, for me, and vice versa. We are free to examine and choose our beliefs. Let go of guilt. Let go of excessive and inappropriate feelings of responsibility toward parents and other family members. We do not have to allow their destructive beliefs to control our feelings, our behaviors, our life, or us. Today, I will begin the process of setting myself free from any self-defeating beliefs my parents passed on to me. I will strive for appropriate ideas and boundaries concerning how much power and how much responsibility I can actually have in my relationship with my parents. And the next reading also comes from, uh, sorry, the next reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery. Got a little ahead of myself. And the topic is grief as freedom. Experienced ACA members speak of grief with a sense of serenity rather than with sorrow or resentment. I didn't even know what grief was, <laughs> you know, before the program. When listening to ACA share at a meeting, newcomers may at first only hear the recounting of the childhood effect, events and their effects. If they keep coming back, they may experience an extraordinary transformation. Over time, newcomers may realize that what they are hearing isn't just recounting of a story, it's an opportunity to be heard. In alcoholic and dysfunctional homes, none of us was allowed to tell our story. We did not feel that we could trust our families to listen to us because our feelings were minimized or dismissed. Definitely. Definitely. And I think that's why getting outside of the place was a, a place where I could really connect. Outside of the bathroom, there really wasn't a safe place where I could not get away from like the family enmeshment. Over time, newcomers may realize that what they're hearing isn't just a recounting of a story, it's an opportunity to be heard. 
In an alcoholic and dysfunctional homes, none of us was allowed to tell our story. We did not feel that we could trust our families to listen to us because our feelings were minimized or dismissed. With experience, the newcomer may hear our shares as courageous, insightful, and inspired, reclaiming of our lives. I like that, reclaiming. I mean, claiming the freedom, claiming joy, claiming the opportunity to be human. When the experienced member shares, the sense of serenity doesn't stem from the story. The serenity is in realizing most often for the first time that the meeting allows us to talk, trust, and feel. No longer imprisoned, what is being witnessed is a grieving process that frees the lost soul. On this day, as I begin to free my soul from the prison of my childhood, I will be present for my fellow ACAs as they do the same. And the final reading also comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is PTSD. PTSD is a condition of the body and mind. Okay, body. I think that's what I forget sometimes. I try to outthink the PTSD and mind, in which a person stores the memory of a violent attack or life-threatening event. I'm going to read this slower because I think sometimes I just gloss over the part about stored memory. PTSD is a condition of the body in which a person stores the memory of a violent attack or life-threatening event. When we got to ACA, we knew our minds and emotions were affected, but our bodies? We saw that literature talked about how our bodies carry original trauma, so we started to pay attention. We soon noticed something very disturbing. We had a lot of automatic body reactions that happened without our permission. Eventually, we realized that our present-day bodies were acting on autopilot, yes, to safeguard us from perceived threat signals that our child body stored long ago. It was overwhelming to hear that. Because how do you change your body? We found that one way was to keep reading encouraging words in our fellowship text. It gave us hope that our bodies could recover when we read on page 621 that what can be learned can be unlearned. Wow. And on page 626, we now have gathered knowledge and experience needed to transmit a vision for healing the injury and hurt caused by childhood trauma. As we worked the steps, followed the traditions, and attended meetings, we saw that our minds, emotions, spirits, and bodies started to heal. We were amazed at this program's power. It was larger than the effects that we carried in our blood, tissue, nerves, and bone. On this day, I will help my body recover by acknowledging when I have a physical reaction to a seemingly non-threatening situation. I will then reach out to try to uncover where the reaction is coming from to help myself heal. And that concludes today's really powerful readings um, of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself when agitated to pause because that's where God is to look for those feelings that can be stored in my body and to remember that what can be learned can be unlearned.